And so what did what did God do? He gave his very best, his son, Jesus, so that we could have a relationship with God Almighty. Isn't that wonderful today? So that we could have a relationship with him. And so and so I I think sometimes, you know, some of you, I know a lot of you are givers and praise God. You guys are 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 givers and 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 generous. Praise God. But there's some of you that may not be and there might be reasons behind why you don't give like you need to give. And really, it's, it's scriptural. And we're going to talk about just briefly a little bit about the tithe this morning and how, how God expects us to tithe back to him. Glory to God. How the tithe belongs to God. That's given him glory in our finances. The Bible says this to love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. In other words, all your earning capacities. Amen. We need to love God with everything. There shouldn't, shouldn't be any idol in our life. And so really, I think sometimes some of us are nervous about giving. We, 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 we see what we got and we look in at our bills and we say, I don't know how it's going to meet. And sometimes I think fear holds us back from giving to God. Would you say that? That could be true. Fear, I, I believe everybody loves God. But I believe that fear holds us back from giving God what he deserves. And so we're going to focus on some scriptures this morning, hopefully to help you to break that spirit of fear off you so you can be a generous giver. Glory to God. Amen. So let's look at Proverbs chapter three. Let's look at and this was written by Solomon, one of the most wisest kings that God has raised up uh, in Israel. And so I don't know about you, but if you're going to if you want to be, you know, well off and you want to be blessed so you can be a blessing, then you may want to study the book that was written by a man that was the wealthiest man in the world at that time. You might want to study the book of Proverbs. Amen. Well, that's a weak amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Proverbs 3, look at verse 5 here. It says here, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, praise God. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. You see, a lot of times we are trying to figure it out ourselves. A lot of times we're trying to figure out our own finances. We're trying to figure out how to make it work. We're trying to figure out how to make ends meet. And what what the Lord is saying, he's saying here, trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Put your trust and confidence in my ability to open grace doors for you. Are you here? Put your trust and confidence in me, not in your ability to earn a living, not in your boss. Don't put your faith and confidence in the government check, but put your faith and confidence in God. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? We need to trust God. I think the enemy is constantly working against the Christian and keeping the Christian from really trusting God like we should. 
Amen. You know, you, you, you're looking at your circumstances and, and you've been believing God. Things don't seem to be changing. And you're like, it's not working. It's not working. What we need to do is we need to look for God. We need to start digging close for God. That's why we're going to be fasting for 21 days because we're going to be seeking God. We're going to be seeking wisdom. We're going to be seeking direction. The most important thing you can get from God is direction. Know what he wants you to do. And the next most important thing is timing. Know when he wants you to do it. And when you have direction, timing, you have success in God. Amen. Amen. Some of us might need to maybe start fasting a little early. Glory to God. Some of you are dealing with situations that you don't, you're coming up against a wall. You don't know how to get over that wall, but you need to seek God. You need to start seeking his wisdom. And when God gives you wisdom, he'll bring you over that wall, bring you through that wall. Are you listening to me today, saints? Amen. The Bible says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God and God will give it to you. But we have to have hearing ears to hear what the spirit is saying. And sometimes our ears are so full of what the enemy is trying to put in there that we can't even hear God. That's why we need to slow down. Wait upon the Lord. Get some direction from God. Glory to God. We must trust the Lord with our heart. Lean not on our own understanding. In all our ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct our paths. Like one translation puts it, he shall make our crooked paths straight. I like that because, you know, you might be on a crooked path today. It it may seem crooked to you by your by how you're seeing it. Things aren't working. The kids aren't acting right. You know, the the bills are coming in. You know, the relationships are deteriorating. And you're saying things don't seem to be working. Right. We're, we're analyzing that by our mind, but we need to learn to pray and get close to God and start seeking the deep things of God. God will give us the wisdom. Who told you it's not working? Who told you your prayers aren't working? The enemy circumstances. But listen again, if you don't grow weary in doing well, you will reap if you faint not. Don't cast away your confidence, the Bible says, for all you need is patience. And after you've done the will of God, you will receive the promise. You believe that? Praise God. God's not slack concerning his promises, the Bible says. He's not a man that he shall lie or son of man that he shall repent. If he said it, he will do it. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. So we have to trust the Lord, lean not on our own understanding, in our ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct our paths. And it says here, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. See, what the enemy will try to do is when we're in that time where we don't know what's going on and things don't seem to be working right in our families or things are working right, the enemy wants to get us to escape, you know, into sin maybe or to move away from God. We need to be very careful that the enemy doesn't try to push us into doing the wrong things. Praise God. In other words, taking matters in our own hands. In other words, we need to put the matter in God's hands. Sometimes one of the best things we can do when we're under pressure and when the enemy's working, the best thing we can do is lay back and rest in the Lord. 
Sometimes I think we're struggling and we're striving and we're trying to make things work. And the Bible, Bible says this, and King David actually said this in Psalms. He said he has weaned himself like a child. We need, we, need to be, we need to be weaned like a child. In other words, we need to be comfortable in the arms of Jesus. Not trying to struggle, but casting our cares on the Lord. For he careth for us. He cares for you this morning. He is a big God, no matter what you're dealing with. No matter what you're going through. He cares for you this morning. And he's, he's in the process of getting the answer to you. Daniel, we fasted 20 and one days seeking for an answer from God. It did not seem like God heard him. And he said, I'm going to go on a fast. I'm going to go on a seafood diet. Oh, if I just seafood, I eat it. No, he said that he said that he was going to go on a fast until he till he heard from God. And when the angel came to him on the 21st day, he, he just let uh, he, he just let Daniel know that that God heard him on the first day of his prayer. And that and that answer was dispatched the first day. God's answer is on the way, folks. God's answer to your situation and to your problem is on the way. Do you believe that today? We need not lean on our understanding. Trust him. Say, I trust you, Lord. I trust you, God. I trust you today. Praise God. So do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. What, is, what do you mean depart from evil? Don't speak negative. Don't speak the thing, oh, it's not working. Oh, man, my bills aren't, I'm not going to be able to pay my bills this month. And, and I, oh, man, I, there's that flu symptoms that are coming on my body. I always get sick in December. No, 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 that's evil speaking. Don't be focused on those things. No, focus on the good. You know, keep your mind stayed on Christ. Keep your mind on heavenly things, not on earthly things. Put your mind on the word, on the eternal word of God. Yes. Are you hear what I'm saying? Keep your minds focused and stayed on the word of God. Don't trust your feelings. Your feelings are fickle. They will tell you, they will tell you one thing and they'll tell you the next. But trust the word of God. I remember this one evangelist, he was asking uh, Smith Wigglesworth. Uh, Smith Wigglesworth was, a, was an evangelist that walked in the power and the giftings of God in the 30s. He was used mightily of God. And this one other evangelist came to, to uh, interview him. And, and he asked uh, Smith, and Smith Wigglesworth seemed to always be positive and up. He says, are you always positive and up? And Smith Wigglesworth said, I don't tell Mr. Smith Wigglesworth how he feels. I, I don't allow Smith, Mr. Smith Wigglesworth to tell me how I feel. I tell him how I feel. In other words, you need to start telling your feelings that they're going to straighten up and fly right. Amen. 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 You can control your emotions. Yes. Glory to God. You can start worshiping God in a dark place. Yes. When Paul and Silas, when they were ministering, doing the works of Jesus, getting some things done for God, all of a sudden they got thrown into prison doing the right things. Yes. You mean we can get attacked, Pastor, by doing the right things? Yes, and some of you are even praying, God, I've been fasting and praying and tithing, and I'm not seeing anything. Hey, just hold on. Hold on. 
Amen. And sometimes we, we, we look at our, you know, you give, you receive from God by your faith, amen. not by your works. Okay, that's, that's a good amen. You got to have faith. You got a double minded man. Let him expect to get nothing from the Lord. The Bible says in James one, a double minded man is a man that vacillates back and forth between two opinions. And we have to have, you know, we have to stand on God's word. Amos says it this way. How can two walk together unless there are in agreement? We got to get in agreement with God's word. God is prospering us in Jesus name. Do you believe that? You have to speak it and believe it and thank God for that. Praise God. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Keep your mind stayed on Christ. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. And it says here that that, um, uh, fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh. Knows that when we depart from evil or evil speaking, because I think that's where we mess up the most as Christians. Our mouths gets us in trouble. Amen. And, and it says here, when we, are, when we are keeping our mind focused on Jesus, speaking the right things, it says there will be health to our flesh and strength to our bones. Now let's focus here on this. It says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of your increase. Notice says that honor the Lord with your possessions, with the first fruits of your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Now, you know, this is this is key right here. First fruits is really connected. I really believe first fruits is the tithe. Now, you know, you may you may, you know, beg to differ on that. But I believe the first fruits is the tithe. The, the tithe is spoken in Genesis with, with Abraham giving a tithe to Melchizedek. That Melchizedek was a form of Christ. Amen. That had no beginning or no end. So Melchizedek was that was the first time that he tithed. Amen. Uh, that the tithe was mentioned. It was given 10 percent of the spoils. And the tithe is also mentioned in Malachi, the book of Malachi. And it says that, and, and the book of Malachi gives you some promises. And matter of fact, God said, test me in the tithe. See if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that, it, that you cannot even receive. So really, tithing is a key. I really believe it's a key to open up the grace doors for your financial blessings. Praise God. And so, you know, it says in Matthew 20, 23, 23, Jesus talks about tithing. So Jesus, you know, he affirms tithing. And then in Hebrews, it talks about tithing in chapter seven, about Melchizedek and about about Abraham. And it talks about when we tithe, we actually when we give to God, we're really showing that we believe that Jesus is our high priest. When you give to God, you're actually giving your offering to Jesus. Glory to God. You're you're giving to him. And, you know, you just got to do it. You know, sometimes we say, oh, man, I don't know if I can do this. No, you just do it. Just be obedient to giving to God. And so we need to be obedient in in the fact that that God is, is great. And as we tithe, as we start giving, I'm telling you, God will start blessing us. I remember I started tithing back in the 90s and I, I came out of a backslidden state. I, I was out of church for about a year. And my whole life kind of went down. 
And, you know, I just need to get, get, get back to the Father's house. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And I don't know about you, but when you're connected to God, there's something, there's a grace there. And I wasn't connected to God and, uh, like I needed to be, and I, I, I left church, but I came back. And I, when I came back and made a full heart commitment to God, I made a commitment that I was going to start tithing. And, you know, by the grace of God, it was back in 93, I haven't missed a tithe. See, when you make a decision uh, and a decision that you will not go back, then it's only one quality decision. But it's the enemy wants you to get get you to to make a decision. Are you going to tithe this week or not? You tithe last week, you know, and and tries to get you to vacillate back and forth. But you need to make a solid decision. You're going to do it no matter what. No matter if it hair lips the devil, you're going to tithe no matter what. No matter if you have to go hungry that week, you're going to tithe. And, you know, the Bible says this, that if you honor God, anybody honors God will never go hungry. God won't even allow that. And so as I as I started giving to God and 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 tithing and giving offerings, uh, you know, I just did it faithfully. It it wasn't matter how I felt about it. I just did it because that what the word said. And, you know, I I I had a great example. My father uh, that, you know, he he's an honorable man, uh, my my natural father. And, uh, you know, we went to church every Sunday. Thank God he made us go to church every Sunday. He's an old Navy man, a young Navy man. Amen. And um, and so, you know, I, I always saw he was always writing a check out. He every Sunday he would write a check out. And th- I, I just thank God that I had an exam, a godly example of a, of a godly man doing the right things. And I noticed that my dad was always taken care of. That, that, you know, that we never lacked. I mean, we would go to church and then then every once in a while he'll take us to a great restaurant like Burger King. And that was like the time of our life. Oh, Burger King. Man, we were really flying high. Burger King, glory to God. The home of the Whopper. And glory to God, we were like, man, went to church and Burger King. Amen. But then every once in a while, I don't know if he got a bonus in the check. We went to the steak. I think it was Ponderosa. They used to have a Ponderosa here. I don't know if anybody remember that. But then we would go to Ponderosa. My Lord, I still want I still order the plain hamburger, you know, because, <laughs> you know, as kids, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't have anything on it was plain. But 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 we went to Ponderosa. Now, that was really living high off the hog. That's a that's a colloquial expression saying that we're living pretty good. Amen. <laughs> that we're eating the best. Glory to God. But but I noticed that my dad was so faithful in giving that he ne- that, that we never lacked anything. We never I never lacked anything for Christmas. God always blessed us through my parents and I just thank God for a godly example. You may not have that example but I'm going to say this that I never saw, we never lacked anything in our household in my family's household and then you know I just just, I'm not dumb. I I look at my dad and say man he's doing all right. You know he's doing all right and I'm thinking if he's doing all right he's tithing I got to do all right and tithe. I never had a problem with it. But some of you didn't have that godly example. Some of you didn't have that example to go with. So maybe it's easier, maybe a little easier. Some of you might have to step out in some faith to give a little bit. You know, maybe you didn't have that godly. But I'm going to tell you, you start doing this and God's going to start opening the doors of grace. That the windows, he will open up a window, praise God, from heaven. And he will pour you out a blessing you cannot even contain. 
You believe that? And, I, and you know, I have I never lacked since I've started. I never lacked for a job. I never lacked for income. God has always blessed me. Glory to God. He has always given to me. And, and matter of fact, I've had employers calling me to work for them. Now, that's what, you know, that's not because I'm that great or because I'm that studious. It's because God's that great and he gives me favor. Amen. He's given me favor. And so God is so good. I remember believing for a house and God opened the door for a house. And, and I bought this house and it was it was valued about seventy thousand dollars more than what it was what it was worth. And and it was a HUD home. And God opened the door for that. And I put a bid in for a thousand dollars and I won the bid. Praise God. And I'm telling you, the house was in it was in great condition. And so I had automatic equity, if you understand what I'm talking about, if you own a house, equity in the home. Isn't God awesome? Amen. I'm telling you, God will, will overdo. You can't outgive God. You can't outgive the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And he will open up the grace doors for you. You believe that today? Amen. And so we need to be people that are tithing. And tithing really belongs to God. You know, some people say, well, that's under the law. Actually, tithing came 430 years before the law. That's right. In Abraham, there wasn't no, no Levitical law back then. And it wasn't just for the priests. Amen. Jesus is our high priest. Amen. When you give, you're not just giving into a church. You're giving to God. Praise God. Amen. And then God will see that gifts. You, you, you think God sees gifts, Pastor? You, do you really believe that? Well, the Bible says he does. And in Acts chapter 10, uh, it's recorded that Cornelius was a Roman cohort. And he was Roman. He wasn't even Jewish. And the Bible said he fasted. He prayed. And he gave many alms to the Jewish people. And the Bible said that his giving, now he was an unbeliever. He wasn't even a believer at the time. And the Bible said that his giving as an unbeliever, think about this, as an unbeliever came up as a memorial to God. Now that's powerful. You mean even, you listen, the tithing works for believers and unbelievers. Because it's a universal law. It, it, it works if you set it in motion. It works. God's going to bless you because you're giving. You, you, you sow and you're going to reap. Amen. So it's a universal law. So, so when you give, it's, it will be given back to you. The Bible says, press down, shaken together and running over. That men will pour into your lap. Praise God. And so we need to understand that that tithing is, is the key. And we just need to just do it. Praise God. And so we need to, you know, sanctify. I like to say this. We need to sanctify our money. What do I mean that? Listen, you know, you know, uh, God's blessing on 90 percent will go a lot further than than no blessing on 100 percent. You may say, well, I, I'm blessed. Yeah, but you could be mega blessed. God wants us to be blessed so we can be a blessing. God's not against us having wealth. He's just against us for being covetousness, to, to, be, to coveting money. We don't want a covet or, or have our, our eyes on money. We need to have our eyes on Jesus. That's why the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And the Bible says all these things will be added to you. So what we need to do is trust God. We just need to just do it. Start tithing and watch God work and he will work for you. I believe that in Jesus name. Angels will work for you. Glory to God. And then in Romans 12, one, it says the, the next thing that we should give is our bodies to the Lord. Romans 12 Glory to God. Verse 1. 
says, brethren, I beseech you by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, which is your reasonable service of worship. God wants us giving our bodies to him. Amen. In other words, you're, 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 you don't own your body. It's, you're just a steward of your body. And God wants you giving your life to him. That's the most important thing you can give to God. To give your life to God. And God wants you giving your life to him. And sometimes it's a, it's a prayer of consecration every day. Sometimes, you know, you don't feel like being a Christian. Sometimes you don't feel like walking the walk. Anybody like that out there? But then you got to get on your knees like Jesus did when he was on the, in the garden of Gethsemane. And he got on his knees and he said, not my will, but thy will be done. Jesus was recoiling the fact that he had to go to the cross. He, he I'm telling you, hit the humanity in him did not want to go to the cross. But he said, Father, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Jesus, uh, through his humility, when he w- went to the cross, you know, you got to go low before you go high. Amen. I'm going to say that again. You got to get lower in yourself before you can get higher in God. Don't, don't think that you're so smart that you can figure out your own financial situation, your own life without God. You've got to get God in your life. You've got to get God in your finances. You've got to get God in your relationships. You've got to get God in your health. You've got to get God with you. Amen. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? You have to get God in your equation. And we, I'm telling you, your money represents who you are. Where your treasure is, so your heart will be also. Are you really with God? Well, listen, when you start giving, and 10% is nothing. It's one penny out of every 10 cents. It's one dime out of every dollar. 10% plus offerings, amen? And when you start doing that, watch God change. Watch, Watch God do things in your life. Watch God move heaven and earth. To give you blessings. And I could, I could stand here. I'm telling you, this year's been a great year for the church. You know, thank God we've had our bless. The finances have rolled in. God's been blessing this church financially. We're not in deficit. You know, I'm not preaching this message to say, oh, we're hurting. We need some money. No, we're doing well. You may look around and say, how are we doing? Money's coming in through all different avenues. Comes in through here, coming in uh, from other states. People are sending money in. They're watching our, our broadcasts. And uh, I'm telling you, money, God can get you finances. But, you know, we're a tithing church. We give out over 10% of our income back out into other ministries. We believe that the church, every, do- every dollar that comes into this church, we give over 10% back out to other ministries. Not only that, we give out hundreds of free CDs. We don't believe in selling the Word of God. And we, we believe in giving our CDs out free. You know, we, we give out our T-shirts. We, give, we, we, we like to give. We're a giving ministry. We, give, we just give out. Why? Because, you know, the Bible says freely give and freely receive. We're not about trying to turn a dollar on a CD. Amen. No, the word is not for sale. <laughs> you know, no, it was, it was paid for by the blood of Jesus. And thank God we can send out CDs every week with people that are missing and, and, or people that need the, uh, or to our workers and whoever requests CDs. Thank God that we can do that. Thank God we, we just believe God. There's other ministries doing the same thing that we're doing. Praise God. It's nothing new, but praise God. We believe in being generous in this church. 
And I believe that God's raising up generous people to give out of a heart of love. How do we give? We give joyfully. We give cheerfully. God loves a cheerful giver. Not a fearful giver, but a cheerful giver. Give hilariously. Give with thanksgiving, praise God. It's all in our attitude, praise the Lord. You know, you know, give as an act of worship, like the wise men. We want to give as an act of worship. And we worship God. We're saying, God, I'm worshiping you with my tithe. I'm worshiping you with my finances. And I thank you. Thank you that you're moving in my business, that you're moving in my finances, that you're opening doors of grace. And then you put a demand on the anointing of increase. You put a demand on it. When you give, you start expecting increase. And then you watch. God will start increasing. You believe that today? Today, I want you, you know, some of you may have never tithed. I want you to consider tithing. I want you to not just consider it, just do it. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org.